Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Rewind. Uh, it's another episode of Me, My Parents, and Liam Neeson. And after the unfortunate events of last week... Oh, it was just a bad movie. It was just a bad movie. Uh, it was time to watch a at least good movie. And I, I think we did. I think it's a good movie. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. And this week we watched Michael Collins. Now, those of you who have been paying attention to this podcast may note that uh, every once in a while Liam Neeson plays a starring role in a film about someone in a portion of the United Kingdom uh, doing some revolutionary work. Wait, you mean... Or <laughs> like, he plays an Irish dude. or Like Rob Roy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we did that. Yeah. And this movie is no different. This is... Oh, yeah, we've well, also... This sort of We've also discussed uh, on another occasion a time when he played a character who I uh, was part of the Troubles, Miami Vice, Season 3, Episode oh, 1, yeah. <laughs> when he was a uh, terrorist for uh, Ireland. Right. And in this movie, he plays a terrorist for Ireland. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Except it's for the IRA in the late 1910s. This is the beginning of the IRA. Yes. And this is for real. This is based on historical fact. This is not fiction like Miami Vice. This is... As I understand it from poking around the internet, fairly mm-hmm. historically accurate. There are some yeah. tweaks, like, you know, characters invented, a couple different scenes here and there, but sure. for the most part, this is pretty historically accurate, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Cast on this one is pretty decent, because Alan Rickman is in it, and so is Julia Alan Roberts. Alan Rickman? Well, I think Julia Roberts is a, a wonderful actress. Yeah. However, I she was unbelievable as an Irish woman. She was. That... And her costuming was beautiful, but I think her costuming was too beautiful. And so then, for me, I think that that made her character less believable. Anyway, but okay. that's, that's me, Mom, you know, the dressmaker person. She that had I her am. own costumer. You said. I think she must have had her own costumer. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but that's other, a side note. In this film, Alan Rickman, Brendan Gleeson, who was, I believe, the portly... Uh, like assistant general guy that was there, who was mm-hmm. playing the fiddle in sure. that part. Oh of the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. And Ian Hart, who I don't remember which character he was. All three of them are in Harry Potter movies. Okay. Brendan Gleeson specifically played Michael Collins in a television movie in 1991 called The Treaty about oh. the treaty that gets sure. signed here. Sure. Oh. And so Liam Neeson talked to him about playing the character. Uh huh. This film was nominated for two Oscars okay. in cinematography and uh, musical score. Okay. Uh, the guy who did the music, Elliot Goldenthal. Who, An Irishman? He's, uh, no, Brooklyn. Oh, but uh, he's an American. I looked up his uh, list of things he's got here. Alien 3, Demolition Man, Interview with the Vampire... Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Hmm. Final hmm. Fantasy: The Spirits Within, which eh. Eh, eh, eh. I've I've seen that one. Uh, he's not prolific, but he's done some big name stuff, so that's pretty sure. cool. Hmm. Uh, this movie was one of the most expensive movies to be produced in and by Ireland. Okay. So it's pretty big there. Another, I think, but mo- they wanted to get this story told. Most importantly, I think about this film's impact in Ireland. This movie in Ireland was rated PG. Okay. Now you've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some killing. There's some killing. There's mm-hmm. some language. There's a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. It was rated PG, and the guy who 
basically made the decision said that he made the decision because of its historical significance and mm-hmm. that children, yes, it's got killing it, but it is important that they know about it. And I gotta give him credit for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be another one where I think we aren't going to talk about the plot terribly much because this is a very good movie and you should see it. Yeah, I, I was trying to see how long it was because this was also longer than usual. Two hours and this is this is a two-sided DVD and from the library. From the library, and it goes on to the second disc to finish up the movie. Mm-hmm. And on the second disc is a documentary, I believe, about Michael Collins. Right. So this is chock full of content about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think that's wise. Let's not talk about the whole yeah. movie. Let's talk, uh, yeah. you know, the plot and all the fine points of it because I think people might want to see this. I, what does that mean? I, I was coming up with a really good idea. I know you're coming up with a really good idea. By the way, the we've paused and come back now. We're going to try and remember where we were. <laughs> um. Well, well, we were talking about the fact that um, we think people should see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's historically accurate. I talked about Julia Roberts. More professional podcasts would edit more here, but I'm not going to do that. We are not that those people. We do not get paid that much. No, we don't. Paid? <laughs> Who's getting paid? You're getting paid? <laughs> you guys, you guys got paid? You guys pay me in hugs. <laughs> we do. No, you don't. I need more hugs. I need a better pay. Okay, I better demand pay. better pay. Better pay, dude. All right. Okay, this is not for the podcast. It, apparently it is. Hmm. Okay. All right, now we got to get back on track. Back on track. Zero, zero to Neeson. He was in at about a, the first oh, about minute. A minute. Oh, yeah. Because had... he's not wearing a hat like all the rest of the guys. That's how we could find him. Yeah. And same with Alan Rickman. No hat. Yep. So we knew Important people don't wear hats. That's right. In the, the beginning during the, the fighting. Yeah. That's right. I... They were fighting. I looked up a picture of historical Michael Collins. Same haircut, obviously. Right. He has bigger ears, but well, he kind of has the same Liam Neeson, slightly upset at everything and really thinks that this should be not so bad face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Liam Neeson always has. Okay. Well, I think Liam Neeson, it, uh, well, it's, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was thinking peril. Oh, this one's oh. going to be real high on that list. Well, yeah, well I think oh, it yeah. was pretty high. I think it's pretty high. Yeah. But, um. That would be a short podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're done. Yeah. We should have just quit, but we were ahead. Yeah. Five minutes in, we're done. Okay. Now, I think, we, well, it's it's tough because we don't really want to give away too much. I think what we, what I wanted to say earlier was that uh, those of us that are here in America, we do not study the history of other countries very much. Not as much as we should. We really don't. And I think it's important for us to understand the struggles that other countries have been in mm-hmm. and where and and what was their process and i think this movie helps us well this is the third national pride movie that we've seen if we count rob roy which is kind of shifty because there's also operation chromite sure so now we've mm-hmm. covered sure. uh, korea and scotland and ireland but battleship doesn't count battleship does not count that was Multi- that, was, that was a multinational group versus aliens. That's not yeah, that's, national that's pride. Point, no. That's like saying Independence Day is a national pride movie. Don't tell your dad that. He thinks it pride. is. That came. That, this also uh, Independence Day also came out in '96. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that. The English Patient got all of the awards, and Fargo got a couple too. And guess what, people? Fargo. It's really not about Fargo. Oofta. It's about Brainerd. Oh, jeez. Because I'm from Fargo, I should know. 
the number one movie that defines Minnesota as a state is Fargo, according to a national <laughs> poll. <laughs> Which just seems really strange, but yeah, whatever. That just shows to go, yeah. Name it whatever you like. It's across the river, all right? Anyways. So what do we talk about if we're not going to talk about the plot? Well, we can talk about cinematography, because a guy got nominated for an Oscar for it. You know what? It was beautiful. Then when they went out to County Cork, oh, There was, was a beautiful. lot of clearly location shots going on here. Mm-hmm. I, explosions felt earned. This was definitely not a Clash of the Titans. We need more explosions, Pounds Desk. <laughs> Bring me more explosions. No, I think there was plenty of shooting, killing, exploding And things. they managed to ramp up to the end. As mm-hmm. far as scale of violence goes, which I feel like is difficult to do because they started at we are in a war. They started with they st- a massacre. They started with a massacre in a war. They started with people getting uh, killed and jailed and, yeah. and and let's just say firing squad. Yeah. They firing squatted a guy who was on a gurney by sitting him on a chair. Tying to a chair. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if that grosses you out, then don't watch this movie. Yeah, no, this is not a movie for kids. But... Yeah, but I think they did do a really slow incremental ramp up to the end. That mm -hmm. it didn't feel like the end was lesser than the beginning. Yeah, because it certainly shouldn't be. Because, honestly, I thought about two-thirds of the way through this movie, the movie was over. Because it felt Mm -hmm. like a place the movie could end. Yeah. And I was about to complain at what a kind of wet fart the ending was. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, we can't spoil too much of this. It's a historical movie. Right, it's you history. can look up the history it's on history. Wikipedia. It's history. I thought the movie was going to end with the war having been fought, the brakes get put on it because bureaucrats decided it was time to have a treaty. Yeah. And everybody's celebrating in the streets, and the guy who's been doing all the fighting is standing there going, well, now what? And I thought that's where the movie was going to end. Which would have felt very anticlimactic. It would have, but it could have been an end to the story. It could have. And it wasn't, thankfully. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it didn't end there. That was good. There was more shooting. Yeah. (laughs) So much more shooting. Don't tell... Don't frighten the children. Oh. Well, so anyway, yeah. The the scenery was beautiful. I think they they did some really interesting interior shots. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think... I don't think that the uh, the location seemed forced. No, it it was not a sh- it was not a sightseeing tour of Ireland. Correct. In the same way that American movies tend to become sightseeing tours of America, I I believe uh, National Treasure is a terrible example of this because it's basically designed to be a sightseeing tour of America. Sure, but. It would have been very easy for them to go, and now we are here at Irish Place. Mm-hmm. Look, famous, Ireland. Famous Irish mm-hmm. Place, yeah. number yeah. one. Yeah. But it was also a movie made for Ireland, basically. Mm-hmm. Even though it got uh, mainstream appeal, was released over here, very successful. Right. It was a movie made for Ireland, and that is... That would have been very pandering and patronizing. Right. And that, that I don't think it would have worked either. No, it wouldn't. I think that we would have we would have lost the the historic value if yeah. it had been a, if the final, a tourist yeah. tour. If Michael mm-hmm. Collins had died spoiler alert, Michael Collins dies. This isn't a really a big spoiler. You've seen Braveheart, you know how these movies go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if his if he had died in a climactic gunfight on the steps of the Capitol in Dublin. Sure. That would have 
felt stupid. Well, A, it probably wasn't historically correct. Oh, it certainly wasn't historically correct. And then correct. B, it would have felt stupid. Yeah. Right. I believe the ending was historically correct here, mm-hmm. which is probably the one thing that maybe they could have gotten away with dramatizing a little more mm-hmm. because it really was compared to the rest mm-hmm. of what this compared to the rest of what Michael Collins did with his life, mm-hmm. the way he died was a little anticlimactic. Well, but I think that because he was he was g- good at mayhem. Yeah. He was not good at the political conniving. Yeah. The president of Ireland was was good at the political conniving. That's why he sent him to London to negotiate the treaty because he knew that that's all he was going to get was a treaty. Mm-hmm. And he did not want to come home. He didn't want to be the one to come home with it. Yeah. He wanted Michael Collins to be that face and basically have to pay the piper for that political maneuver. And he did. And he did. And he also fell victim to, you know, probably his own death politically yeah. and literally. Because he was not a political person and he didn't have, he didn't surround himself with people who were political thinkers that could help him um, think through the poss- the political possibilities. Yeah. He was, because when he died, he was only 31 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, and he was really good at uh, stirring up and creating mayhem. That was a very good part of just his talent and what he was able to do. But and and it did bring the British government to the table. If well, they, if, there was a strategy about it, and right? It was, but that, that strategy was... is not the same as political savvy, right? You know, certainly not as we know it here in America. Blah, political savvy. All right, Dan's looking something well, up. I on wanted the to I wanted to look up the quote that from the end of the movie that mm-hmm. the from the president. Okay, because I think that's pretty important because. At the start of the movie, they are, they're not quite allies. They are working for a common goal, but they are not working about it in the same way because one's political and one is mayhem. Mm-hmm. And those two don't get along very well, no. even when they're, no. even when they you like have to other. have the political person want the mayhem to, to, um, promote their political agenda. Yeah. And it wasn't, he didn't want that particular, he didn't want the promotion in that way. And by the end of the movie, they were very much enemies. They were adversaries. Yes. And mm-hmm. it never got, at least... It was never resolved. Wh- while both of them were alive, it was never resolved. But I found the quote. It is my considered opinion that in the fullness of time, history will record the greatness of Michael Collins, and it will be recorded at my expense. And that was the president... That was the president of Ireland. Over 40 years after Michael Collins died. Right. I wonder if that was a respectful quote. I believe it was. I believe you know it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, say it where, seems like it what was. What it was from? No, unfortunately. As opposed to. We'd have to dig a lot more. I would. As opposed would be... to a sour grapes quote, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they're going to blame me or well, something. You know what his, I mean? Well, his greatness will be exalted, yeah, yeah. but at the expense of the reputation of. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. The, the late process. '60s. That would have been the tr- the trouble. the trouble starting up around then, or was that later? Oh, the, oh, the troubles with Northern Ireland. Yeah, because <laughs> that would have been a time for a man in that position to look back and go, "Ah, crap." Yeah, here it comes again. Ah, I'm going to live through this a second time. Yeah, yeah. And we should have mm-hmm. learned from the first time. Well, or we should have cleaned up the mess the first time around. Yeah, and that's and it's still a pretty. Uh, serious issue right now. Mm-hmm. This is 
in no way do I want to get terribly political, but with Britain and the EU, Ireland is still not one country. Correct. And if Britain is not part of the EU and North and Ireland is, mm-hmm. there will be another split Ireland. Correct. So well, there has been for a long time with Northern but, Ireland, but now it's, it'll actually be one is in the EU and one is not, and so there. You mean they, of their island? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could be a whole thing again. Hopefully not. Right, but that's just that is I what it is. Wonder who will play the guy in the next movie? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, I think this was definitely like, worth watching. Also. Quick note, because the music guy got nominated. Also good music. Mm-hmm. It was a combination of uh, symphonic and Irish folk. Mm-hmm. And it was Sinead really O'Connor. What? I think, I think Sinead O'Connor did the, the that, song at the end. That song at the end. Oh, okay. The song that was one of those, there's really serious stuff going on behind this music. Oh, yeah. And kind it, of music. Very much. It, I don't yeah. know if it's traditional Irish folk or if it was just written to mm-hmm. be that type of a sound yeah uh my good example of a song like that is from lord of the rings because there is a scene where one of the hobbits is singing for the absolute dickhead who is in charge of the human city and while that's happening silently the guy's son is basically being sent to his death and it's a really sad a really sad song no backing music it's like it's a it's a good minute and a half of powerful film. It, right. it, yeah, um, and it, it's a good it's a good trope to use when you use it well. Mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. just using music to really hammer home. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, and to pull us in emotionally, mm-hmm. and um, and wrap up the film with with very much traditional Irish. And feelings. that still wasn't quite the end because the film didn't end with Michael Collins dying. Again, spoilers. Life kept happening yeah. after he died. Right. You're right. still here. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. The line at the end, I saw something about this and I would have to look it up again. But that line... The quote from the president? No, no, no. The last line of dialogue. Mm. I don't remember. I saw something about it and I don't remember oh. where I saw it on here. Apparently that was important and now I'm going to feel really silly for not having looked it up. Well, you're just going to have to rock that. <sighs> just going to have to own it. And say, this is a great podcast, just the way it is. Yep. And gosh darn it, people like me. That's that's a different thing. <laughs> so My mom so, likes me. Stepping okay. back just a little bit about the Northern Ireland conflict, um, looking at, of course, dependable online sources, 1968. and When the Troubles began? Yep. And... Conflict began in the late 60s, usually deemed to have ended with the Good Friday Agreement of 1998. So this film was made before the Good Friday Agreement, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so another 30 Primarily a political and years. nationalistic conflict fueled Oof. by historical events. It's yep. kind of a... It's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it, there's so... You can read a lot about Ireland... And mm-hmm. the various conflicts online. Oh, one of the trivia things that Dan, you looked up before was that one of Michael Collins' great nephews has a, he, a, a he, cameo. He appears as a student in a scene in the library. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found it. I, I believe this is going to be accurate because it's... On the internet? It, well, it's a transcripted uh, script. Oh, okay. And with no names or anything. So it's just the last lines. I... Because it's I, uh, Kitty, the woman mm-hmm. that had a complicated love triangle mm-hmm. 
and his like right hand guy with the mm. kind of pencil mustache going on. If he saw you now, know what he'd say? Get off the parliamentary side of your arse and get some color on your face. Mm. He would have said it better, Joe. No regrets, Kit. That's what he'd say. Mm. And I think that's basically how he was in this entire film. Right. If And he as a person lived that life. Yeah. He was 31. I know. Puts us to shame, doesn't it? I'm 31. I'm more than 31. I haven't overthrown any governments. <laughs> <laughs> Wait I've been a slacking. <laughs> Not that I really want you to overthrow the government, let's just say, here in our little town. You asked me if I wanted to run for mayor. <laughs> I did ask you that one time, but I'm kind of glad... I could have overthrown the government by now. <laughs> I don't know. I think that our mayor who ran unopposed, I think he would have beat you, so... Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. certain. Yeah. I do not have the time to run for mayor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a whole lot going on in our little town. Not really. Not. Okay, anything else we want to talk about besides the number? Uh, what do you think about the parameter? Hi. Hi. Okay, because we already you know, told the kids it that was, he died. It was simmering the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Right, but stress is you not know I mean? Carol. We've no, been no, this. no. I'm saying, he's, you know, the movie starts out early on when he's first introduced and people are shooting at him and there's explosions around him and stuff like that. There was peril there right at the very beginning. Yeah. But it wasn't his highest peril. At he's that not point. being shot at the entire movie. This is not an action movie no, per se. No. There are points where he's telling other people to go get shot or shoot mm-hmm. at people. There right. are lots of times when he is fleeing rapidly right. so as not to be shot. captured or <laughs> shot or otherwise. Which is which would so come is this peril. As, as much as the, one of the Tuken movies? I don't think so. I think Taken is more dense in its literal peril. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think this one is an easy seven or an eight. Yeah. I'd go eight. I'd go eight, I think. All right, eight it right. is. Eight it yeah. is. See eight how is. see how nice it is when we can all work together? Yeah. Yeah, did no. Mr. Rogers have a song about that? About about yeah. shooting people? No, His... about working together as a team. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he did. Obviously the peril ramped up. Well, quite I a mean lot he did because he was a sniper in the Marines. He was not a sniper <laughs> in the Marines. Okay. Internet people you just gotta look stuff up because he was not in the Marines. Okay, spreadsheet updated. That's how I know it gets done because I do it on the podcast so the internet can hear me. Okay, that's gonna do it. This is a short one. See you next week. Bye.